Welcome to the 401k podcast. I'm your host, Fernando Rincon. This is our 16th episode, and on this episode, we'll be interviewing Benji Goodrich. Benji Goodrich is the lead talent acquisition consultant for Empower Retirement. He has over 14 years of experience as a talent recruiter in the pension industry. He is our seventh 401k podcast guest, and we're grateful that he has agreed to be a part of this episode. So with that said, let's begin. Benji, thank you for being a part of our 16th episode. For our listeners who may not know who you are, can you please introduce yourself? Thank you, Fernando, for having me on today. My name is Benji Goodrich, and I am the lead talent acquisition consultant for Empower Retirement. For everything I say today, the opinions are my own and not those of my employer. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration from Cal Poly University in San Luis Obispo, California. I have been with Empower Retirement for 14 years now. Actually, it'll be 14 years in July. And of those 14 years, I have spent the last uh, about 13 years focusing on uh, the 401k side of our business. When I first started, I was working with our healthcare division until that sold. When I went to school at Cal Poly, I did pursue a specialization in human resources, uh, but got into recruiting when I was working at Wells Fargo prior to Empower and didn't necessarily intend to focus uh, specifically on the 401k industry, but I've, I have always enjoyed the financial services industry and have found a passion for the 401k industry. So like many people, I uh, didn't you know, necessarily pursue the 401k industry, but kind of fell into it, but I did pursue the HR side. So it's been a great experience so far, and I, I love what I do. Thank you, Benji, for sharing your background. Your career path is interesting because initially you went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo to obtain a BA degree in business administration. And through various corporate recruiting positions, you eventually specialized in the 401k market. But setting aside your corporate career, you're also an amazing pianist. I listened to your entire album titled Waiting, which filled me with so much emotion because of the beautiful melodies that you played. My interpretation of your album is that it tells a story of someone's life, a person who initially longs for acceptance to eventually accepting themselves while stargazing at the universe. Besides being a, an amazing pianist, you're also a devoted husband, father, and a man of faith. I bring all this up because we have known each other for six years. In that time, I come to understand why you're an exceptional lead talent acquisition consultant, which is because you're a man of integrity, honesty, and faith. Now, our first question. Can you please explain your recruiting process? The process for filling open positions, uh, and just to be specific, the, I'm representing uh, kind of the perspective of someone who works primarily on the record keeping side of the business. I um, work with our uh, client service team and financial operations and risk and business testing um, and our transaction processing teams. But then I also work with our government markets uh, teams that have uh, people all over the country that work in the field in sales, relationship management, and participant education. So that's the perspective that I'll be speaking from. Uh, when we have a, a request to fill an open position, we 
um, automatically post those positions on our website, careersatempower.com. We will also post the vast majority of our positions, but not necessarily every one of them on LinkedIn. And that's actually where I get a lot of um, interest for positions, especially those that are around the country and not necessarily tied to one of our physical offices. So I definitely consider LinkedIn to be one of the, the better sources of candidates. Occasionally, I will also post positions on Benefits Link, but because that is a, a paid site, we don't post all of our positions there. But if we have a really niche position on the record keeping side, but that is maybe only uh, probably four or five positions a year. Uh, so from there, once people apply, you know, I know what I'm looking for in their experience. And, and if I think there's even uh, the possibility of a fit, I will reach out to them and, and conduct a screening interview that'll be over the phone for maybe 20, 30 minutes or so, uh, and, and try to understand a little bit more about their background, help make sure that they understand the history of Empower. And then I will make recommendations to the manager about who they would inter- they should interview based upon that candidate's answers and experience. And then from there, I, I help facilitate the process of additional interviews with the manager and maybe a manager's peer or manager's manager. Uh, and, and then we will run background checks prior to extending an offer. And then we do drug testing post-offer. Typically speaking, our... Uh, time to fill, so uh, which is measured by the, the, the time that we have opened the position to the time that someone has accepted an offer is about 40 days. So that gives us enough time to conduct those interviews and then have the managers do an interview and then we wrap up the process. So that I would say, you know, typically it's 40 to 50 days for a position to be filled, but certainly it can take longer for more hard to fill positions or positions in um, remote areas. I'm not surprised you use LinkedIn as a recruiting tool for specialized 401k positions, especially since LinkedIn is arguably the most widely used online professional network by millennials. The platform's usability is friendly, and it has features such as easy apply to storm through various job ads. On top of that, you can post job ads for free on your personal and company's profile pages. For a small fee, you can also post beyond your page and target specific candidates. Of course, BenefitsLink.com is also a popular legacy website for ERISA-related jobs. But I think most future job ads will be placed on LinkedIn, since websites like BenefitsLink.com is targeted for TPA jobs. Now, for full disclosure, I have gone through your recruiting process for previous jobs. I must say that your company's process is well-structured. As you mentioned, initially a candidate applies through your company's website for an open position. Then a recruiter reviews their application and reaches out for a pre-screen interview. The recruiter then decides to recommend their top candidates to the hiring manager. The hiring manager interviews a few selected candidates. Typically, a second interview is then followed and conducted by a senior manager. Afterwards, a background check is conducted and takes about five business days. An offer is then made to the candidate. Most people understand that recruiting requires effort and time from both an applicant and employer, which is why only serious candidates should apply for vacant positions in any company. Now, our second question, Benji. Please explain how COVID-19 has affected your recruiting process. 
COVID-19 has definitely impacted our interview process. Uh, to be honest, it hasn't impacted me a whole lot from an interview perspective because I was doing everything virtually anyhow, even when we had uh, candidates who are local in our Denver office, which is where I'm based and where, which is where our U.S. headquarters are. Uh, I was doing those screening interviews over the phone anyhow. So again, my process didn't change much, but for managers, it has certainly changed quite a bit. So we've encouraged managers to conduct WebEx video interviews but some of them um, just don't have that capability. And so we've been doing them over the phone. Uh, and that's actually been working pretty well. Uh, during the entire uh, time of COVID, we have uh, continued to fill positions, certainly not at the rate that we were filling them before. We just haven't had that many vacancies. But we have been continually active in hiring uh, positions and uh, across the country and across a variety of roles. And I think overall, it's working pretty well. We've uh, either been shipping equipment to people or have had them come to a, a local office uh, if there's one in their area to pick up equipment. And we've been training them remotely. So certainly it's not ideal, but we've been making it work. COVID-19 has disrupted all phases of the interview process for most industries. For example, you mentioned Empower encouraging their hiring managers to interview virtually. In contrast to a year ago where most final interviews were done in person. From my experience, COVID-19 has created more flexibility with employers willing to hire out-of-state candidates. Initially allowing these candidates to temporarily work from home and later relocate to their offices. Other companies have taken a more permanent stance in allowing all or partial positions to be 100% remote. I noticed that Empower has been posting more permanent remote positions than previous years. Now our third question. Please explain the challenges of recruiting in a tight-knit market. Yeah, recruiting in this industry is always a little bit of a challenge because there's only so many record keepers out there. And historically, we've been really focused on having people work out of one of our main offices, uh, those being in um, Greenwood Village, which is in Colorado, which is just a little bit south of Denver, and then Overland Park, Kansas, which is just south of Kansas City, and then in Milwaukee and Andover, Massachusetts. So generally speaking, for our positions that are not in the field, we've been looking for people in those offices. And so that has been a historical challenge because there's not many competitors to pull from or people with industry experience in those locations. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly we're all working from home right now anyway. So we are seeing um, more and more departments get comfortable with the idea of having someone work on an ongoing basis remotely. But I think once uh, things start to open up a little bit more, we'll still try to bring people back into the office as much as we can. But uh, I, the challenge is always finding people that have that right experience, that right mix of experience that are uh, not just necessarily that they've been there and done that, but that they have a passion for the industry, they want to continue in this industry, uh, and they're going to be able to continue um, our legacy of, of providing a really high value service, really client focused approach. It's true that quality retirement administrator positions are limited, especially when you're trying to fill an open record keeping pension position. For example, in Denver, Colorado, there are a handful of similar but smaller size competitors who are constantly posting open positions. Of course, I won't name them in this interview, but they have similar job postings to those of Empower. Another variable is the limited number of qualified candidates who are searching for a new job. Most benefit professionals are either generalists or health and welfare specialists. Even in a pool of candidates with retirement admin experience, you still narrow them down to a specific set of experiences. 
What I have noticed amongst many TPA retirement administrators is a trend of taking in-house retirement benefit roles for large employers such as Amazon and Microsoft. I believe the reason for this is the compensation is much higher. Plus, most of these in-house positions require less technical abilities than at TPA or record-keeping firms. Benji, you've been with Empower Retirement for 14 years. What have they taught you regarding the retirement industry? Yes, I've really learned a ton about uh, the 401k industry since I've been here. And a lot of that has been things that I've tried to seek out myself. You know, when I hear managers using acronyms, try to, you know, get clarification on, on what those things mean. I think one advantage that I had coming into this role, though, was my degree that had an emphasis in HR. And certainly we didn't spend a ton of time on 401k plans and other types of retirement plans, but I, I did already know some of the acronyms. I knew what ERISA stood for. You know, I, I, I was familiar enough and, and I just had a personal interest in financial services that I feel like I've been able to pick things up relatively quickly. But it, it's a constant learning experience, which has been a lot of fun as well. The industry is always changing. There's always you know something going on, whether it's the Secure Act or CARES Act. And so I, one of the things I try to do as a recruiter is understand what does that mean to our business? You know, where do we see the future of this business going so that I can have more intelligent conversations with candidates? One of the things that I you know pride myself on doing is being able to understand where they're coming from or ask questions you know, that are really relevant to them and not just generic or if they're giving an answer and they're talking about DCIO or um, they're you know, asking about open architecture or you know, our record keeping systems or TPAs, like I understand that lingo enough that I can um, interpret that you know, to the managers you know, about how their experience might fit. I'm not just a deer in the headlights as candidates are answering my questions. So uh, I've, I've definitely sought out a lot of those learning opportunities and Empower has been really good. The managers at Empower have been really good about uh, helping me with that as well. Having a deep understanding of the industry and what you're recruiting for so that as you are talking to people that have you know tons and tons of experience that I can you know as best as I can I can speak their language and, and I've never actually worked directly with clients or with participants but I feel like I've been able to understand enough that uh, you know I, I can understand if they're saying something a little bit different than what we're looking for or um, you know they can I can explain the job to them in a way that makes sense to them as well so that I think is what has made me effective um, as a, a 401k or, or pension recruiter is just having a, a thirst for knowledge and, and desire to really understand the industry. And then just generally as a recruiter, one of the things I really try to do is be uh, responsive and you know help people understand where they are in the process, let them know if they didn't get the job, provide a more personal touch uh, throughout the entire process. Similar to your experience, I started in the pension industry with no relevant background. My degree was in business administration and retirement plans were never taught in my school. But I researched and found appropriate training through the American Society of Pension Professionals and Actuaries. Through them, I was able to obtain accredited retirement administration credentials. In addition, I subscribed to Pensions and Investments and to Plan Sponsor Magazine. These free subscriptions have kept me updated with the most relevant pension-related news. I respect you for taking the time to understand the acronyms that retirement administrators use. On top of being aware of current legislation that impacts the roles you are recruiting for. Now our fifth question. What skills are necessary to be a successful pension recruiter? 
That's a great question. Um, to be honest, when I was studying human resources in school, I thought the last thing I wanted to do was to be a recruiter. I, I just did not have an interest in, you know, cold calling and, um, you know, just developing a recruiting function from scratch. But what I have found, um, having done recruiting now for about 16 years, is that I, I really enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. And what has made the difference for me is seeing the impact that I can have on people and being um, a, a positive aspect of their experience, um, you know, whether they get the job or not, you know, making sure that they understand the, the company, that they have their questions answered. Even when I, you know, when the candidate and I agree that, you know what, this job isn't going to be a fit. I try to leave it with them as, you know, well, let me know if you have any other questions about the organization, just because, you know, you never know when someone's going to become a customer eventually. And you want to leave people feeling good about their experience, even if it's not, um, you know, the result that, that either of us necessarily wanted. Like I mentioned earlier, we worked together in the past on some open positions at Empower, and you always provided perfect customer service. You take your time explaining the details of each open position, and you answer back quickly. In addition, you take your time in really understanding who you're looking for and who you're not. I also appreciate your transparency when it comes to salary ranges. Now our sixth question. What advice would you give to aspiring recruiters, regardless of what industry they specialize in? So I would say that, you know, treat this business as truly a people business. Uh, customer service is paramount. And that may sound cliche, but unfortunately, we've probably all had experiences with recruiters that were just not responsive or not helpful. And that's just, that's really unfortunate because for many people, this will be their first interaction with the organization. So you really have to view your role as a brand ambassador. So, you know, taking timely action, um, you know, thinking about the, you know, what you're doing and how that impacts the organization, the managers, as well as the candidates. Those are all things that I think will really uh, successful as recruiters. I can relate to your prior disdain for recruiting. Initially, I wanted to become a CPA and be a controller for a large company. But once I began my college accounting courses, I realized that being a CPA wasn't for me. In my later college years, I stumbled across a TPA firm that hired me as a pension distribution specialist. From that point on, I dedicated all my time and resources in learning everything about retirement plans. Like your experience with recruiting, I found a true passion with being a pension consultant. Your passion with recruiting is transparent. We had worked together on previous open positions at your firm. And even though it didn't work out, you always left a positive impression on me. I respect you as a true recruiting professional in comparison with other recruiters that I have previously worked with. Now our seventh question. Most industries have automated their job application process, which is a double-edged sword. On one end, it's convenient for applicants to submit various resumes to many companies. But on the other end, this has made the interview process impersonal. What best practices would you like to share on how to avoid this impersonal approach? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I know I would just to clarify. You know, we use recruiters use what are called applicant tracking systems, uh, and these are basically just kind of organizational tools. Toast jobs, distribute jobs, can manage the applicant flow. 
Um, I actually just saw a survey just the other day on LinkedIn from a, a third-party recruiter that I follow there, um, who you know asked was asking his fellow recruiters like, how many of you are actually reviewing resumes and rejecting people versus letting the applicant tracking system do that for you? And I think it was like seventy or maybe seventy-five percent of those who answered said that they are actually reviewing the resumes. So yes, there is definitely automation in the process, but unless you are answering a series of questions that could be perceived as knockout questions, you know maybe about specific um, number of years of experience or experience with a certain tool or a certain uh, you know, type of plan. You know, generally speaking, if it's a pretty simple application process, that applicant tracking system is not looking for ways to knock you out. People are actually looking at your resume. Um, which is great uh, on the one hand, but you know there's uh, there can be a lot of volume to work with. However, you know generally speaking, for the jobs that I work on, we might only get uh, between fifteen and, and maybe thirty applicants on the on the high end. So it's not an overwhelming amount to look through for any given job. But what really helps people stand out, in my opinion, are people that um, you know really understand that they've read the job description, that they match what they're looking for. Um, an example, actually, I'm working on a position right now for a 401k compliance analyst, someone who's going to be you know, handling non-discrimination testing, 5500s. And I had an applicant who had done uh, compliance work, but um, basically vetting people for solar panels. And their title uh, used the word compliance, but obviously completely different industry. So, uh, you know, as you are applying for jobs, I mean, it doesn't have to be an absolute perfect fit. If you meet most of the qualifications, absolutely do submit your resume, but make sure you've read uh, the job description as well to make sure that you at least check most of the boxes. And then once you've done that, um, there's no harm in trying to find a recruiter or maybe even the hiring manager at that company who is working on that job um, and you know, make a connection request on LinkedIn. Uh, it, I would say 99% of recruiters are, are active on LinkedIn uh, because we are you know, looking for people there and you know, we are generally open to people reaching out to us. As, again, as long as you know, there's that criteria is, is met, uh, that can help, stand, uh, help you stand apart. But I think the, the perception that you know, recruiters are not actually looking at resumes, it's just all an automated back-end process uh, is not as, as true as people might think it is. Could we be heading there? Yes, potentially. I think that that could be the case, but it's not you know um, necessarily an auto reject all the time, which you know uh, has pros and cons depending upon how you look at it. You mentioned the initial application process and the series of pre-qualification questions that come along with it. I personally received a few auto rejection responses by large companies for specific pension positions primarily due to the academic requirement of not having a bachelor's degree, regardless if I have the work experience and or credentials. With that being said, I do agree that there are recruiters who personally review each resume, but there are also companies that will automatically deny a resume if certain pre-qualification requirements are not met. Now our eighth question. Besides recruiting, what other tasks do talent acquisition consultants perform? Yes, so you know I am working with, uh, and I, I should cl you know clarify again. I'm an internal corporate recruiter, so that's going to look a little bit different from uh, a third party recruiter or someone who's working in an agency environment. So, uh, you know, sometimes I am helping uh, our HR business partners, uh, you know, kind of 
track what happened to a requisition, help them with headcount related questions, um, pulling reports. Um, I'm actually working on a project right now where we are updating some of our posting descriptions to be more marketing oriented. Um, and, and then, as I mentioned earlier, I do consider myself to be a brand ambassador. So, you know, the content that I'm putting out on LinkedIn or even just the conversations that I'm having, if even if it's not necessarily going to be an ideal fit, I want to give that person a great experience. Of course, there is a difference between internal and external positions, even if they share similar titles. For example, I currently work as an internal pension consultant for a large hospital system. But the difference in functions are noticeable in comparison to a TPA pension consultant. As an internal consultant, I do more auditing on payroll and benefit deductions versus being a TPA pension consultant and performing compliance tests. I'm sure there are similar comparisons between an internal and external recruiter. Now our final question. What personal qualities does Empower look for in potential hires? And Empower, our values are really critical to us. And that may seem cliche, but they are um, literally all over our offices, on the walls. Um, They are reflected in the emails that we get from our CEO about how our associates are living out our values, how the, the decisions that we're making reflect our values. So they really are critical and do who Empower is and what we do, drive how we operate. So when we are um, interviewing people, we are interviewing them with these values in mind. Um, and, And the values are, they're pretty simple. We do the right thing, we own it, we lead, we simplify, and we collaborate. And all of those things, you know, certainly could be applied to probably other industries as well, but um, they are really critical for how we operate and, and really um, inform our business decisions, inform our HR decisions. And we want people that, you know, can get excited about those values as well, that they are looking for ways to uh, be a part of a team and, and bring their ideas and make things easier for the customers. I mean, we are not in a easy industry. There's a lot of complexities to what we do. So we want people who can simplify things for our customers or even simplify our own processes. Uh, people who are going to take ownership of, of items. And that doesn't just mean when you make a mistake, but you know, taking ownership and, and being a, a thought leader um, and being accountable to get things done. Uh, looking for you know ways to to grow and improve. Uh, I, during my time here, there's definitely been uh, kind of a, a change in our process where we are much more forward thinking. We are much more uh, trying to emphasize being innovative and transformative. So having that leadership mentality and not just looking at the way things have always been done, uh, but trying to you know how can we become more digital oriented and people who are going to be comfortable with those kinds of changes. Um, and evolution, those are the people who are going to be successful in Empower. Empower is one of the few respected record-keeping firms that people want to be a part of. I used to work for a record-keeper, and it was dysfunctional. A lack of unity and ethics were reasons for their dysfunction. But I can tell you by your tenure of 14-plus years with Empower that it must be a great place to call home. Benji, thank you so much for your time. I hope you stay safe and healthy. And with that said, this is the end of our 16th podcast episode. The goal of this episode was to discuss the recruiting aspect for the pension industry. Benji Goodrich is the lead talent acquisition consultant for Empower Retirement. Please follow Benji Goodrich on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please listen, follow, and rate our podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Amazon, Google Podcasts, and wherever you find your podcasts. Also, please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For any inquiries, please email me at the 41 podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.